George Floyd, Eric Gardner, Alton Shelter, Samir Rice, Mike Brown, Sean Reed, Brianna Taylor, Troy Robinson, Curtis Jordan, Betty Jones, Ryan Twyman, Lavette Briggs, India Kager. Darrell Brown, Laquan McDonald, Jamar Reed, Devon Bailey, Stephen Clark, Sandra Bland. We just wanted to take a minute Tuesday with Tamika. We felt that it would be, we would be remiss if we did not take a moment to talk about the current topics. You know, if I'm, I'm truly honest, and that's something that we definitely pride ourselves on, our podcast this week, this last 10 days, have been a struggle. I felt every range of human emotion, from anger to frustration, to joy, to sadness, to peace, to love, everything that every human experiences. And I just want us to all take a moment to breathe and to allow ourselves to feel all those range of emotions. Because what I know for sure is that African-Americans, Black folks, we are complex, just like any other race of people. And although the media attempts to depict us as angry, violent people, we experience sadness, we experience joy, we experience love, and we also experience rage and and anger and disappointment. And I did not want, we did not want, me and P, we did not want another week to go by without addressing the seriousness and also the amazing way that our country and our world, to be exact, I read a statistic that said all 50 states in over 18 countries have stood together in Black Lives Matter. And so we just want to thank you guys. We want to thank you guys that are posting. We want to thank you guys that are praying. We want to thank you guys that are standing with us. And we are going to stand in our joy. We are going to stand in our happiness. And we are going to stand in our hope. But we wanted to open up the show reading just a few. And that was a very few of the names that, of people that have died by police brutality. P, before we get into this amazing interview that we have planned, 
just share with our audience, how have you been doing? What's been going on in your world? Well, it's been a roller coaster of emotion. Um, I think like a lot of uh, Black people here in America and around the world, the first emotion was an immediate, intense, um, almost suffocating anger. Um, just being so angry and disillusioned as well, because um, even though we as Black people, we understand the di discrimination that we go through, we all live in these spaces where we're around white people, white people are around us, and we're the cool one, right? Uh, we're the one that's the good one. Um, you know, Tamika and I, we're in education, so we're the educated one. We're the ones, they're not talking about us. But what they realize is they are talking about us. When your quote unquote friend makes statements like, okay, yeah, they killed that, you know, black man, but what is looting gonna do? They don't realize that they're talking about you. Mm -hmm. And so that is, was probably the hardest thing for me to realize is people that I have considered friends or um, at least, you know, cool associates, they don't see me as a black girl. They wow. automatically erase my blackness by my education, by my ability to make them comfortable around me, um, by my ability to fit in with their whiteness. Mm -hmm. And so when they make the, the statement, it, I think that was probably the hardest things for me is opening my feed and seeing these statements from people that uh, I, I once considered friends and uh, being disillusioned like, you know, they don't see me. And so I think that was probably the hardest thing. And anger is one of those uh, funny emotions that a lot, it, it comes with. You can be angry um, because you're really sad. You can be angry because you're really scared. Um, and so I feel like the anger was just packed so much. And, you know, I have to actually take a step back because, you know, even though I believe anger is powerful and has ignited this movement, um, and it's not until people are angry and sick and tired that they really make a move. But I hope um, that as I, on my journey, have to turn that anger into love, compassion, uh, motivation, um, I hope that others can too. And here at Tuesday with Tamika, we always want to be that light, be that love. And so even though this is sad and it's hard and it's frustrating, I hope um, at the end of this podcast, you would see hope, you would see light, you would see love. Um, and we're gonna get through this together, y'all. That's all I gotta say about that. Absolutely. So, you know, interesting story about this interview that we are getting ready to present to you. Um, we actually recorded this two, maybe even three weeks ago initially. And it's funny because the amazing guest that we have today, 
Um, before we, uh, be, you know, my last, one of the last words that I had with her on our initial recording is she said, I hope nothing happens. Now this is going on our 14th episode and we have had sound issues here and there, but we have not had where a whole episode like basically disappears. And when we were getting ready to launch her episode, we sent it all the information over to our editor and he was like, I cannot hear anything that she's saying. And we were so frustrated because it was almost like, what the heck? But I believe, you know, people say, and the word of God says that we we serve a God, you know, we serve a a mysterious God or not mysterious God, but he works in miraculous ways, right? So I feel like, This recording is so timely because the topic that we're talking about, we're still going to be, you know, the whole mental health thing has been such, we have been getting such great feedback with people just really enjoying this information. And it was only supposed to be for May, but because one, we lost that recording and man, I wish y'all would have heard it because we was, it was fire, fire, (laughs) but You know, I just believe that for such a time as this, right? God wanted this information to be out um, on this day, on this Tuesday, at this time. So we are going to, we're going to jump right into it. This amazing, amazing person, a beautiful Black queen that we're getting ready to have on. Her name is Larissa. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is a business owner. Um, We're going to allow her to get more into that. But most importantly, she is a friend of the podcast. She is a friend of Tuesday with Tamika. She is a friend, a personal friend of mine. I see her as another one of my little sisters. I love her with all my my heart, my mind, and my soul. And it's funny because these topics that we're getting ready to discuss, me and her was having these five, six years ago, you know, where when we weren't seeing, well, I can't say what we weren't seeing because this type of the police brutality that we all witnessed has been going on for, for years. And I could just tell you, um, Personally, I was 12 years old when Rodney King, when we saw the taping of Rodney King and this seeing George Floyd has triggered so many emotions. So we wanted to bring her back on. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, uh, both her and P, they love structure and they love things to be <laughs> very well organized. And Girl. I very much from the Lord. That's all I got to say. I am so grateful for them. But I, I, I'm going to say we're going to allow God to move. And so, yes, we have questions. Yes, we have a, a way that we want this to flow. But I also want us ladies, I want us to feel. I want us to breathe. I want us to breathe for George that's unable to breathe anymore. I want us to breathe for Brianna Taylor. I want us to feel for all the lives that are lost, that no longer can feel, and that their voices cannot be heard. I, I heard something this week, and it said, you know, our ancestors did far less. I mean, far more with far less. So because we have this platform, because we have these strong, beautiful Black voices, I don't want us to be put into a box that America has always tried to put us in and for us to just acclimate and be 
everything mm -hmm. that they want us to be. I want us to flow, sisters. I want us to feel, sisters. I want us so our audience can know that it is also okay for them to do that. And y'all might, one of y'all might have to text me and be like, hold on to me, chill out, because I swear to y'all, I got a little bit of Martin and a little bit of Malcolm <laughs> running through my brain right now. I don't know which way I'm going to go. I don't know if I'm a preacher. Or I don't know what's going to happen. But without further ado, I want to introduce Larissa. Larissa, I want you to tell the listening audience a little bit more about you. And we just going to flow with this thing. We're going to feel it and it's going to be amazing. Larissa, sis, how you doing? Girl, thank you for that gracious intro. Um, thank you, fam. Thank you, sisters. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you told the story because it, it has been, um, that was something. And then the last couple of, you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, everything with the George Floyd and everything just repeating itself, it's been really, really heavy. But um, thank you for having me back on. It's, this is so special. I'm so honored um, to be in the mix with you guys right now and really feeling this. And um, just thank you so much. So about me is uh, just briefly about my background. I really don't want to hang too much on myself, but graduated um, at HPU in Hawaii with an undergrad in psychology. I work there with autism and development disorders, uh, intellectual disability, a lot of behavioral disorders. Went to get my master's in Laverne University in California, came back to Cali, um, originally from San Bernardino, California, and um, received my master's in marriage and family therapy. During that coursework, I did a lot of residential work, working with emotional disturbance, um, a lot of experience with foster care, working with foster care youth, kids that were in non-public schools, worked in community mental health, worked in, uh, worked with a lot of adults, worked with you in community mental health, Tamika, yeah. and, um, and was in the homes and the trenches, really doing that hard work, meeting with families, getting families together, doing family therapy, um, bringing families together in the community, out there in the parks, in the schools. It was, you know, that was a lot of fun. A lot of, um, then went to a clinic where I got a lot of my adult work and working with tier three high acuity, which is just very severe. A lot of psychosis, a lot of drug induced conditions, um, extreme depression, suicidal behavior, homicidal behavior. And went to, did a little bit of managed care, which I hated, but then went to residential care where I worked with shelter boys, which is a large percent of our African-American boys that are underserved and underrepresented, unfortunately. Um, and now I'm actually supervising at a, for school-based services in the Pasadena, LA area. And I have my own business, WTI Therapy, What's the Issue Therapy, where I, uh, I basically run my own show and um, operate on my own. So that's a brief little summary about my background and some of the work that um, I'm familiar with. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank I just you, ladies. Um, receipts, right? So we don't bring nobody janky on this show. We bring in <laughs> folks that come with the receipts. So uh, thank you, Larissa, so much. And hey, let's let's jump into it, man. Let's let's we just jump right on. Let, let's get it. into this work. Come on. <laughs> well, Larissa, thank you so much for being on the show. And I just like to applaud all Black women doing great. So big hand of a clap or hand of a, what is it, round of applause? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, 
So the first question that we have for you today, Larissa, is what percentage do you attribute mental health in the community to the systematic racism still very active in America today? Yeah, I'm not going to put dubs on it. 99.9%. There's a decimal percentage of error, which is what you, we have human error, we have test error, and that's all I'm going to leave you with. This is something that has been going on since, y'all, before we arrived to American soil, this has been going yeah. on. Mm. Yeah. On the, on the way over here to America, we were being raped. Our women were being raped on the ships. We were being seen as used cargo, unused goods, exploited then, before we even got there, thrown into the water, killed, seen as diseased. So this is something that has been embedded and planted and over 400 years of, of, of this. Um, it, it's, it's everything and to understand it is, is really what's important. Um, keeping it with mental health, I don't wanna to get too far off into race wars and, and, and this type of thing, but when it comes to the foster care system, we only represent about 12% of the population, right? So mm -hmm. in the foster care system, our black boys and our black girls represent African-American black boys and girls are 23% of the population. Yeah. So we're, when I say that we're underrepresented, um, that's what I'm talking about, or sorry, that we're overrepresented, that's what I'm talking about. And if you look at those numbers, 23% of us are in the foster care system. What does that entail? Why is that significant? Because when you're in the foster system, you don't have parents, you don't have anyone looking over your back, you have a social worker, you have to answer to for your legal you have to, or you have an attorney you have to go to a judge to get medical decisions made um to for schooling for education you have to basically seek out other services you have to a social worker or an attorney may decide or a judge may decide if you're going to be on medication mm -hmm. so you don't yeah. have self-determination you and you know these are minors in the system and this is something that is very difficult. You don't have intact family. Sometimes you don't even know who your family is. And so this yeah, is what yeah. the foster care system looks like. And that is very similar to, you know, looking at that number, 23% of us in foster care, we only represent 12% of the population. I mean, what is that similar to? What is that, what is that, and what does that replicate? Prison. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It looks like the way that we are killed, the way that we died, the way that everything is at a higher percentage from what we are represented in. Right. And our representation in foster care is very limited. Um, our voices are limited and our ability to access good education. I mean, most of those kids in this in this state are on Medi-Cal and those we know what those those services in, are what they are what they what they entail it's not much it's yeah. the bottom of the barrel it's low income it's low social socioeconomic status so it's it's something that it's something that like i said i don't want to put it's 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 everything and it, it, it it's so embedded in the system that we live in today it's everywhere that we breathe i think the important thing is understanding people it's funny because I'm, I'm seeing now that people are using systematic racism. I'm seeing that people are like using this, this term 
on social media and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's a word that, you know, you and I, Tamika, have been saying for a long time. Years, I'm yeah. like, do you guys really understand? And I'll go into this. It's historic. And you have to really understand the history and what our people have been through, the atrocities that our people have been, been through, the brutalities that the people, our people have been through, um, the subjugation, the oppression, the marginalization. That, and that doesn't take a day of just watching documentaries a week. That is a lot to uncover and unreveal and digest. And that mm -hmm. is what this is about. It's, it's, it's a systematic plan that has been devised to break us down from before we got into this country. Yeah. And that's what it is. Woo, yeah. man. So if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, you're listening, right? That's not, I hate when people say that. <laughs> the other people that are listening, as Larissa was talking, I know you feel it because I feel it like I literally feel electricity racing through my body right now. And these are the, the hard things for us to talk about. You know, we don't want to imagine the things that happened to our ancestors when they were, you know, when they were brought over here, when they were drugged over here, when they, you know, the rape, the brutality. Um, I don't have the exact numbers, but they're, the numbers are, are ridiculous of how many people died, were thrown overboard, were, you know, were, that died in the um, ships before they even hit land. And, and, and I know we don't mm -hmm. want to talk about that because everybody says, oh, that's 400 years ago. Me and Larissa did an amazing um, presentation at one of the um, community organizations that we worked for, and we used the term post-traumatic slave disorder. So this is a study by um, Dr. Uh, Joy DeGregory, and she talks about um, the impact so what you are seeing for, like he said, for those people that are saying looting shouldn't happen, rioting shouldn't happen, what you are seeing is 400, this is a consequence of 400 years of systematic racism. Mm -hmm. The earth, the world is boiling over with this. So, so don't tell people how they should feel or how they should react. Of course, we don't want anybody to act out in violence. Of course, we want everybody to live in a kumbaya, peaceful world. But the reality is, from the educational system to the mental health system to, to every system that this country was built on is racist. And I'm going to say it like I said. I'm going to say it with my chest because it's, it's time to be said. You know what I'm saying? You guys feel me? Or Boom. Man. And, 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 you know what? Go ahead, Larissa. I was just going to say, thank you, Pete. I was just going to say, mm -hmm. Tamika, to, to just to add on to something that I felt in my spirit as you were saying this. There's a saying that trauma and generational, generational trauma permeates. It permeates seven years, seven generations. I'm sorry, seven generations. And so to heal it, seven, it, it, takes, it could take seven generations to heal um family origin trauma to heal generational trauma but what healing have we really had what 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 solutions what healing have we really had we really haven't had any healing so when you think about it and you think about uh dr joy degory and what her premise is and this multi-generational trauma that's been going on how can we even look and think about how we've healed and move on? And so what are you expecting? This is, if anything, it's nothing has really been healed. Yeah. 
And this is just stuff that's going on. It's being passed on. It's being passed on. So, I mean, you have to, you have to just, you have to think about the lens and how you look at things and bring that defense down. And really, that's why it's so important to understand the history. If you understand the history, you're going to bring your guard down and you're going to see things from a very different way and understand like, man, maybe they have, maybe African-Americans and Blacks, I get the way they feel like it's, it's horrendous. It's vile what you, what your people, what your ancestors have been through. We are the only people who, a culture of people, no birth certificates, no birth rights, no voting rights, and the only people who have, the whole entire world has gener- uh, benefited from our exploitation of slavery. The whole entire world has benefited from us. And wow. you see that today and today as we move things through pop culture and things that we've added to the culture and things that we've brought in the civil rights movement. Everybody benefits from that. All generations and um, all ethnicities benefit from the civil rights movement today. Asian, um, Indian, whatever, you're all benefiting from the work that we've done and the fights that we've had. But still, we get the short end of the stick. The LGBTQ community, women, we yes. all from the civil rights Transgender movement. community, yes. Yeah. P, what were you going to add to that? I just find it kind of strange that America has, we all know, we all say that they did, we know as Black people that we are dehumanized. And they're like, what? No, what are you talking about? You know, you hear what people, what, you know, blah, 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 slavery again, whoop-de-whoop, which we, I mean, I still know people that still reenact the Civil War. So I, you know, I guess, well, I forget about some things and some things remember forever, but I digress. Um, my thing is, if, okay, if a stranger danger came into anybody's house and killed their woman and then arrested them as a white person, how would they feel? Like, how would they feel? We just seen a couple of weeks ago, they couldn't get haircuts or tattoos, so we knew how they feel. They had to pull the guns out because liberty. <laughs> um, you know, so how, like, if you ask any person in their right mind, if someone came to your home and killed your teenage son, how would you feel? Would you care about Target? What would they say? Like, fuck Target. Sorry. Don't worry, buddy. Like, if you ask anybody in their right in their right mind, if I killed your child, how would you feel about me? Yeah. How would you how would you even feel about my family? You know what I mean? Not even me that did the murder, but my family. Would you even want to talk or speak or be around my family anymore or anybody that is associated with me? The answer is no. So why are you sitting on this, oh, that's only a little bad cop, like, you know, and all the other good cops. My family members could be good, but if I kill you, you automatically think that they are not. Because apples don't fall too far from the tree. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's just crazy to me how things that are, are really rational. We're not we're not saying anything. We have you have buried us and we have only grown. So you have resorted into trying to kill us and kill us and kill us because you feel like that's the only way. Somebody, somebody, somebody tweet, you have buried us and we have only grown. Somebody 
uh, add that to your story right now to your IG story and tag Tuesday with Tamika because that you on point P you are so on point it's just crazy because it's like I don't know why we have to have these conversations because what we want is normal so what he stole cigarettes I thought we had the uh, we got the right to counsel. We got the right to be, you know, innocent until proven guilty. We have the right to be seen in front of the uh, jury of our peers. But I we don't Martin because we killed for a hoodie and some skittles. Just walk we don't. How about, how about the, being in your home, sleep, and being blasted because of staking? That's the thing. That's the where the de dehumanization happens because they tell you that. They make us teach that filth and lie in, in class. They tell you that. But if, if all you have to say was he wrote a bad check and it's okay to murder him, then we do not have the right to, be, to remain innocent until we are proven guilty. We do not have the right to stand between, you know, in front of the jury of our peers. We do not have these rights. It's apparent. No, so where is the argument? Where's the argument? Slavery, slavery was never abolished. It's just taken on a new form. And that's what, you know, one of my favorite authors, uh, Michelle Alexander in uh, The New Jim Crow talks about in her book, which is a highly recommended reading. I think everybody should get into that. Um, if you really, it, it's, it's a must because intelligence is a crime here. And so mm -hmm. that's what we need to equip ourselves. But absolutely. Wow. And you, you know, Larissa, man, we're touching on so much good stuff and I don't want us to run out of time. This is so, this conversation is so needed. Um, and another, another great watch that I would recommend everybody is the um, 13th because it talks about um, how they yes. just rolled over slavery into the, uh, the 13th Amendment, right? So they, so they made it legal basically to enslave people uh, through the prison system. But Larissa, you talked about trauma and how this, this wow, I've never even heard about the uh, seven years of generational trauma and what that does to us. So I'm just thinking back, you know, we have me, my parents, my grandparents, my Gigi grandma, um, and my Gigi grandma, which picked cotton you know our Gigi grandma picked cotton i remember walk uh, driving through north carolina and her telling us the spots that she you know was in the field as a little girl um and then her parents and, you know so we we are not that far removed we want to feel yeah. like we are, mm -mm. but we're not that far removed so i what i want to i want you to help us help the people because trauma is real, right? And, and I believe that you feel it in your body, you feel it systemically, you feel it, you know, in your sleep, you can't sleep, your body actually reacts to it. So as we are in this, also this social media age where we're consuming, you know, you can't turn on the TV without them showing um, the Black Lives Matter, which man, I'm so proud of our country and our world for people just really rallying around, finally, right? Finally, yeah. I, I 
believe that people are finally saying um, you, collectively enough is enough, but what should we do as a people? You know, speak to the 12 year old girl in me that is enraged because I remember when I was 12 and, and in class, they showed Rodney King. And I remember my white teachers saying um, they, they were clapping when the police officers were acquitted. They were so excited when the police officers were acquitted. When we all saw, I mean, I'm 12 years old, I'm in seventh and eighth grade and they're showing us this over and over and over. So to be completely transparent, the 12 year old Tamika, this, this last 10 days has been flaring up. And how do we, when we, we are consuming social media at probably an excessive rate and we're ex, uh, um, consuming the media at large at, at a successful, um, an excessive rate, what would you tell the 12 year old Tamika, the 10 year old, you know, little boy that is afraid that maybe him walking down the street with his hoodies and Skittles, he's going to be killed just because of the skin he lives in. How do we um, just decompress and how much is too much and how, you know, and how do we not disassociate either? I know that that's a loaded question. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I got you. The social media and everything that's going on, um, it's heavy. And so we are emotional beings. Um, we're constantly experiencing emotion. It's, we're, we're experiencing something, whether it's numbness, whether, like P said, joy, fear, whether you guys are naming out all these disappointment emotions earlier. And um, trauma, our body has memory cells, and, and those memory cells are floating throughout, of, throughout us in our body those memories connected to those emotions. And so um, right now with social media, the fact that it's just completely overloaded, um, we have to be very careful what we want to give our emotional energy to. You are responsible for your, what you, what you, who you give power over you, what you give your energy to, what you want to react to. So you can decide when somebody says something that you don't agree with, to get in a, a verbal banter with them, an aggressive banter and react and get yourself all worked up and get your adrenaline and cortisol, both of which are negative hormones that you're releasing through your body that can be correlated to cancer and other ailments, negative ailments um, medically. Or you can decide, I ain't got time. Um, uh, okay, move on. Um, you decide if you even wanna pick up your phone and go on Twitter. You decide if you wanna pick up your phone and go on IG go on Facebook and get involved. Yes, we have to stay educated, but I also want to remind people that education isn't just on social media. Yeah. And that I want to yeah. challenge everybody to not just depend on information to be given to you, but to go out and seek it for yourself. And maybe, maybe you guys could list some, some, some great African-American literature and books for the Black Power Movement and different things of that nature. But we have to be able to um, go get this information because your ignorance is their power mm -hmm. and we are done giving our power to them. Our power belongs to us and we are going to be in control of our power. So that's what, be careful who you give power over you. Stop saying, oh, he, they upset me. They got me worked up. They got me, they got me riled up. They got me, they got me bent and twisted. No, you let them do that because if you decided to react to that and give them your emotional energy. So that's what I have to say about 
the stuff on IG because the stuff on social media, Facebook, and all these platforms, because it's a lot and it's really heavy. And I think that's why we've been feeling so tensed up and charged up. But you can only take so much before you have an overload, before you have a nervous breakdown. Um, And to cope with it, fuel yourself. This is a war. I've been saying that. I said that in the last recording we did. This is a war. It's been a war. Yeah. Go equip yourself. Do some breathing. Do some yoga. Do do go for a run. You should. You need to have all balances on all four realms: physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Spirit being is so important, but they all need to be. You need to do a balancing act. We don't expect you to have everything perfect all the time, but you gotta balance in between the four and take care of yourself. But that could mean you watch a documentary, or you watch a movie, or you watch um, the photographer. You know, and and you take care of your mental being because we need everybody at their best. We need your intelligence to fight this war. We need your physical. We need your mental. We need everybody at their best to get through this because we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to overcome this, and it's gonna have to be at great odds. And we're gonna have to. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna have to be a magical thing what we do to get this together. Yeah. Definitely. Wow, that's so good. Oh, wow. So my, me next, I got to ask the next question. This <laughs> is all just so, oh, goodness. So Larissa, why do you think in the African-American community, African-Americans tend to be a little bit more apprehensive to seek help for their uh, mental illness or to seek help if they're just having, you know, any type of problems as it pertains to their mental health? Yeah. I want you guys to say this with me because I really want it to stick for all the listeners. And it's say with me trust. Trust. trust distrust. Distrust. Mistrust. Mistrust. At the end of the day, it's it's about trust. And if you can just slightly comprehend some of the stuff I've been talking about in our history, the atrocities, the things that have been happening to us, the brutality, the, the lynchings, the rape, the castration, the dismemberments. Um, Tamika, I remember when we were doing that, that lecture, we were talking about, um, you were, I think you were talking about it. And when slave masters, slave traders would just go in the home and they'd be looking for black black males black little black boys and they're they're sizing them up they're looking at them and the mother oh is is kind of dumbing them down oh no he's 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 not smart oh he he's handicapped he's crippled to protect her son mm-hmm. um because she knows that she might never see him again and that he might never see the light of day and who knows when after that or he he might he it's his death sentence once he leaves that house yeah. And um, this is just one small little example of one tiny little example of how it feels to have, to not trust your neighbors, to not trust the people that you are supposed to integrate with. And still to this day, because not much has changed, right? Slavery has just taken on a new, taken on a new different form. Yeah. There's no trust. And the four founders of psychology to get in, to really get into it, they, I'm talking Sigmund Freud, uh, his brother Alder, 
Alfred Binet, the I, IQ test inventor, mm. um, Galton, I think his name, who, who created eugenics, which is essentially the extermination of us. And um, Hung, these are all founding fathers who their premise geared around a lot of racism. Um, yeah. Yes. These are, these guys came up with call psychology and our understanding has nothing life and what what our real struggles are and how to treat us and so and just beyond that there's there's not a lot of trust there just because medications and testing and the stuff that Skinner was doing to shocking therapy all this stuff so um when you when you look at when you look at going into on um, practical right health to make mm -hmm. it back where we were going into a home and you gotta yep. let these people come into your life and be up in your house, talk to you and get vulnerable with them. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right. And, and you might not right. even be a white man, you know? Like, it's just the history behind psychology. It's very difficult for us. There, we have a leg trusting because we've been, we are the only, we are the only subculture that was as if we were not even humans we could not get we could not yeah. get we could not name ourselves back in the day there wasn't even a trial we, yeah. we like this is we were dehumanized well dang back in the day we still we yeah. still get blamed for our own a different yeah it's just a different um way of subtleness you know um it's just a way a different Gosh. way of subtleness you know uh remember they made those arrests for a mob because um because we, we saw, saw the video saw not because, because they seen it in February. They've been seeing it. And yeah. it, whatever, for whatever reason, it wasn't enough for an arrest. And it's just sad. Yeah, it's sad. it really is. So, I mean, there's a lot of mistrust there. But I want to talk just really quickly on confidence. And um, y'all know that confidentiality. Yeah. I'm a therapist. Ain't no such thing as no confidentiality. There ain't no, talk be about real. it, Larissa. Let's oh, break it. There ain't no such thing as no confidence. They say, what do we say? Um, everything is confidential except safety. What's that here? Safety. Except this, this, boom, right. boom, and boom. Right. So the moment I start telling you, right. So the moment I start telling you, I'm about to knock such and such. Yeah. And you know yeah. how we talk. So let my kid go into a counseling session. And I, I done told them several times, say it again, and I'm going to knock yeah. you into next week. God knows I ain't about yeah. to knock my children into next week, but that's how we talk, right? So then I say that to my kid. My kid goes into the counseling session. Now, see yeah. so here's the thing, Tamika. Here's the thing. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we shouldn't be in therapy. We need therapy. But I really do believe that there. Yes. You have to find the right therapist. You have to pay for what you want. You have to go out of your way to get something good. Or you and it's not always on your insurance insurance panel. It's mm -hmm. always on your Medi-Cal. Mm -hmm. You know, you sometimes you got to do some digging. That's the right expertise that 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 you can sit with and you you trust. Um, it's very very important. So it it does need to start with with the uh, level of trust. But that is a huge barrier considering the history, which you must understand. So I know Pete. He's gonna follow up with the next question. But I, I gosh, th this is really burning in my soul. And if I don't bring it out, it ain't gonna. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. So y'all gonna have to forgive me. <laughs> so um, I know personally 
um, in my own experience with mental health, as well as from the work that I've done, I found it. And I, I want to get your professional and personal opinion, Larissa, um, group therapy, um, group sessions, as you know, um, seem to be very effective, especially mm, with mm-hmm. young African-Americans. How do you feel about oh, that? People are so scared of group and I give it a, give it a chance. Like it's amazing. There's a cohesiveness in the right group and um, a level of understanding vulnerability that can be created in group that that person, when you connect that you had no idea completely you, and then you leave out of there with support and resources that you've never had before in your life. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that because I, I know also, you know, thinking about our history, We've been doing therapy with one another yeah. for centuries. We just yeah. didn't call it therapy, you know, but when grandma was popping those keys or when mama was braiding your hair, you know, and we sat in circles and we, this, this is how we commune as a people. So I, 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 I'm an advocate of group, but it is very hard. You have to be ready for it. I would say do individual first and then, you know, dive into a group. No, but I have no, to that's that great. That's, no, that was great. <laughs> that's not talking. So speaking mm-hmm. of community, what responsibilities do you feel religion or the African-American church has to the lack to the lack of African-Americans actually seeking mental health services? So do you think it has an effect or no effect at all? Are you unsure? How do you feel about that? When you start talking about church and religion and stuff like that, as African-American, melanated, we're, we, we originate from Africa. We are, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's in our blood. Yeah. It's from our, it's, it's in our blood. It's, it's our spirit is, it's magnetic. It's so powerful. And, the, and when I say spirit, I'm not just talking about just energy. I'm talking about, um, that's interchangeable, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking about that connection understand the church because that's where we're at that's where that's where we're drawn to and so there is in my opinion uh there's a huge disconnect there what i've seen is some churches some mega churches they don't necessarily have the services in there so what i would like to see source out diversify right everything should always be mm-hmm. if everything's in house i'd be concerned yeah. Yeah. I want to see more of our community. Hey, I know my girl over there in Pasadena was the therapy. She works. She's awesome. Or I know this brother in Long Beach. Yeah. This is a this it's is a, a war. war. What's going on yeah. in this culture? Like our our numbers are going down. Right. Like, um, and I'll, yeah. I'll say this, my boy, my boy Malcolm. Not outnumbered, we're out organized. We need to get this right. Yeah, we need to Ooh. get this right. Man, that's a good one. Wow, Larissa, I was able to literally see the yes. umbrella that you were talking about, you know, up, up. And I, I just think that that is a beautiful analogy. And I, I, if we as believers, as if we as people of color, if we were able to see that. You know, going back to the quote, like he said, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever we believe we are, what, whatever we believe, you know, so if we believe that we're 
uh, resilient and that we're strong and that we're more than the labels that are put on us. If we're more than just some some Christians that go to church and shout, yeah. like, no, 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 it's deeper than that. You know, and I love the church for what they have done because it has been a safe, safe haven for African-Americans, but I totally and completely agree with you that it is time for us to branch out. We need to get it right. Like that was, that was so- we, And we need to so work much. to get- that so eloquently. Peace. Stop. We need to stop um, fighting with each other. Really a barrier to the growth when we start fighting yeah. over stuff. And it's just so typical and that's got to stop. Yeah. It's so typical. You know, I, I, Larissa, I don't know if you remember, but years ago we were honored and privileged to do yeah. a, um, yeah. a presentation yeah. at our place of work and we were, did it together. And we talked about some of these same issues and one of the things, and that was like what, maybe over five years ago, six years ago. And we talked about the most trending hashtag yeah. is yeah. team light skin, team dark skin. Yeah. So we are still facing this and you know it's sickening it is sickening to me that and, and again you know going back to our very first yeah, question, yeah. it's systematic we know this you know we know that they have set us up for failure so being that so much in our community is systematic and, and I, I think you've already kind of touched on this in your opinion who suffers more or or maybe not even suffer, who's diagnosed more, men or women? And is that also systematic? This tribute, this podcast is dedicated to Maude, right? Yes. A few more names. Yeah. Mike Brown. Kendrick mm -hmm. McDade, Pasadena native. Say their name. Tamir their Rice. Name. Trayvon yeah. Martin. Yeah. Falak. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. 1955. Mm. I'm not. I'm not saying women mm. aren't being targeted, but they're they're going after the heads of our household, and that's how it's always been. What I what did I say earlier? I said the art of war is knowing what your enemy is going to do before he do, before he goes and does it. That's what that's what's strategic, systematic play. Get the men. They're the heads of the household. Take them down, men. By by far, men. Um, and God. like they're in the foster care system, they're in the prison systems and it's deteriorating our households yeah. from being a family, yeah. um, absent fatherhood. That's the life of a black person. This is what we're yeah. dealing with. That's yeah. the life of a black person. Very true. So Very what true. advice, Larissa, would you give someone who is suffering uh, from mental health or has mental health concerns? That I strongly believe that Dr. Jan Berman, one of my favorites, she's a female psychologist. She said we should be in, and this is anybody, any creed or color, that we should all be in therapy, therapy, individual therapy for a year. It would help tremendously. Like I can only you speak for be... myself because me and my therapist, we just had our one year anniversary. So shout out my therapist. You know who you are. Hey. Ooh, girl, you <laughs> um, and so like I really <laughs> wanted to commit and I, it took me some time. I, I saw a variety of different therapists and like this one didn't like this one. And it was really challenging, especially in the state that I was in. But perseverance, Lord, give us that perseverance. I persevered. 
And I, I did it a year and I'm still going because I need more than a year, y'all. We got to unpack a lot of stuff. But um, but it, it has worked <laughs> tremendously. It has worked tremendously yes. in my life. And so everything that Larissa is sharing, I could just co-sign, not because it sounds good or because we hear on this podcast, but because I am currently testify, living Testify, girl, testify. And so I'm just... You know, you guys, I always say on this podcast, we're going to hashtag get you all some shirts or something. Therapy works. Go. It works. Commit to it. It works. And it's for your betterment. So that's all I got to say about that. Thank you for that endorsement. (laughs) Man, yeah, seriously. And Larissa, we're going to give you the opportunity to share, you know, how people can get in contact with you because you have definitely been like a wealth of information and this topic, it's not easy. You know, it's like, you know, once a year people have this thing where they call uh, spring cleaning. Right. And so they take everything out their closet Mm -hmm. and they have to throw away stuff that they can't fit no more. And they find all this stuff and, and and there's dirt in corners and you got to lift up your bed and you got to change your sheets. That's what happens in therapy and nobody wants to do that work, you know, but this is something that we need to continue to do. And even this conversation, I want to commend if you are still listening to this podcast, like literally give yourself. This hasn't been an easy conversation. This is tough. This is tough stuff. This has not been an easy conversation. This is not for um, giggles. You know, we, we talking about some real stuff, but the, we not playing around because as Larissa said, it is a real life war going on. And so I, Larissa, to kind of just make it a little bit lighter. And but before we, you know, definitely in, I definitely want you to let it, let the listeners know where they could find you. But before we do that, I, I know you. And so I know some, you know, and every time we hop on the phone, I find out <laughs> something new about you. And I'd be like, girl, what? <laughs> but I want you. You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on Tuesday with Tamika is we push out of our comfort zones. We push each other. We push our community and our community pushes us, which is why if you have a topic that, you know, this is for the listeners. If you guys have something that you want us to bring to the table, please email us at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. If you have a question, we have a segment called Listener Letters. If you, you know, if you're a person suffering with mental health and you have concerns or issues, or you just need a list of resources, please email us at TuesdayWithTamika.com. If you like that people opened up this uh, Y'all better not do that. You won't hurt to do Y'all better not do that. <laughs> email us. <laughs> email us at TuesdayWithTamika.com. Like, that's what it's about. So, Larissa, I'm going to push you a little bit out of your comfort zone, and I want you to tell the listener and inter- the listeners an interesting fact about you something that maybe even surprised me that I'll be like what girl I did not know that about you share something okay an interesting fact about you I don't there's no way I don't think you know this um when I was little when I was a little girl my mother passed away when I was a sophomore in high school she used to call me um, a dragon. Mm-hmm. She used to say, mm-hmm. she called me a dragon because I had mm-hmm. really bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, 
Yes. <laughs> a fire breathing dragon. Oh, and, goodness. Um, I didn't really start to embrace it in childhood. Um, I start to embrace it until adulthood. But I am like just part of my connection with her is that I love dragons. I'm fascinated with dragons. I love shows, Game of Thrones. I love shows that embody dragons. Um, a lot of the Victoria periods and medieval stuff that have dragons in them. And I think I was in high school. My spirit animal is actually that I'm an earth dragon because my my sign, I'm actually wow. a sign. You know that earth dragon wow. by spirit. Oh, that is wonderful. That is such that a cute such a story. Cute so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Awesome. So that leads us into our uh, community uh, highlight. It's us, the community. It's, this is a funny story. We always like to highlight things in that community, especially things that support the Black community. And so in our research, my sister found uh, this really cool app called The Safe Space. And so she sent it to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know that place because I follow that place because I need a safe place and I'm an African-American. So you can go ahead and download actually just a little insider tip. The quote from this morning was from their app. They have a little section with, that has in, inspirational quotes. So the app has inspirational quotes and it has a wealth of information. For, the, for anybody that downloads the app. So it's called The Safe Space. That app is going to be in our show notes. So we want you to definitely support them. They also have an Instagram page. They have a Facebook page. And it's just an amazing place for Black folks to just be. You know, there's so this world is, is not for us. You know, unfortunately, there's so much um, that doesn't support our culture. And this app supports our culture and, and facilitates the conversations, the tough uh, conversations around mental health. So please go ahead and download that app. So as we are wrapping up, Larissa, thank you so much. Like, girl, you already know. Like, I love you. I love you. Love you. Love you. I love you. Like, you too. Yes. Like, you are... You know, I believe that that we have several different types of relationships that come into our lives and several different types of friendships. Um, you are a forever friend. You know, I was yes. one of the, um, the maids of honor in your wedding. So, <laughs> you know, I know that we have a very thank close you, connection. babe. Well, today's episode was not easy, you guys. It was not easy. I even got kicked out. They were trying to hate on me over the end too. <laughs> but enemy. anyway. The enemy, um, but we persevered, right? Perseverance, that, I guess that was just the word for the night. And I just want to thank you so much, Larissa, for joining us. We do not take your time lightly. What you have to share for our community is amazing. And it takes people and women just like us that, are, that aren't afraid to be the dragons and go out there and fight Aww. for our community. Oh, and beautiful. Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. That right. my heart, P. <laughs> <laughs> you got me like, <laughs> If you are my student, you will know about your history. You know, and so yeah. there, there needs to be educators like us, psych psychologists like us. So that, because we can't depend on them to do it. We know they ain't going to do it. We got the plans. 
They ain't, we know they plan. They ain't going to do nothing that we need them to do. So it is up to us to do it. Let's take hold of our mental health for our communities. Thank you so much for being here with us. Tamika, if you make me lead another episode, we're going to have to (laughs) talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah, and she did so good. And, and for the, the listeners out there, you know, this is in my spirit. If you've been thinking about diving into a, a career in mental health, this was your, uh, the, you know, we always wait for God to speak to us. This is God speaking to you. We need more people of color. You know, we need brown people, yes. brown, black people. Yes. So, so do not let this go in one ear and out the other. If you have been wondering, if you have been seeking, if you feel like you have a call to serve people in this way, because it definitely is a service, but I can tell you from my own experience, I, it is so rewarding. You get to meet amazing people like Larissa, you know, and, and even in our field, it's a fight. I, you don't, you guys don't, wouldn't even know You hear me come on my platforms and I'm so positive and I'm so, but you guys don't know the war that I'm fighting Mm, for for my black and brown kids at my school site. You guys don't know the war that I'm fighting, you know, uh, with educators and with people that don't look like us that are constantly trying to kick our kids out of school and put them on IEPs. So we need you. We need you, you know, you, you're, and, 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 and here's the thing your mental health diagnosis that you may have, it does not disqualify you. It does not make you less than. We need you. (sighs) I mean, we can talk about it all day. All day. We can talk about it all day, but we're not going to hold you. (laughs) We ain't going to be before you long, as the the man of God may say. The offering plates out, you know. The offering plates is coming by. (laughs) (laughs) All of Larissa's information is going to be in the show notes. If you guys have questions, if you have comments, please, please email us at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. We are always looking for listener letters. We are always looking for uh, experts that want to lead, lead crucial conversations. This ain't for no punk. No. But we love you guys. We miss you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.